fresh word with Reverend Today Amosu. Welcome to Fresh Word. Let me read a passage in the Bible before I introduce my subject to you. Listen to First Peter chapter one, verse three, and verse four. All praises to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Reading from New Living Translation. It is by His great mercy that we have been born again, because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation. Now verse 4. And we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. Now, I would like you to Sit down with me today or whatever you are in the car, standing online down. Let's talk about our great expectation. I think there was a book written years ago by Charles Dickens talking about great expectations. And I think it was full of hope and misery. But this is different. When you are born again, we just read in chapter 1 verse 3. It says, all praise to God our Father. For Lord Jesus Christ. So by his great mercy, you have been born again. So if you're born again here, you are born into something. He said, because God raised Christ from the dead, then you are born again. And now we can live with great expectation. And what are we expecting? We're expecting his great inheritance. We're expecting him to make our life wonderful, great, and grateful. He said, verse 4 says, and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. Yeah, so what are we expecting after we are born again? What are you expecting after you are born again? Some of us just expect to die and go to heaven. That's great, but God has much more than that. God wants you not only to die, but to live. Because even after death, there's still life. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life, and have life more abundantly. And this life has to do with expectation. Like they will say, where there is hope, there is life. And where there is life, there is hope. So where there is new life, there is new hope. Love also means expectation. So this kind of expectation is just unusual because it comes from our new life in Christ Jesus. And this new life expectation is based upon our priceless inheritance, our great inheritance. Now, when you hear inheritance, what do you think? You think of some kind of stuff, treasures laid up by parents for their children. Not the other way around. It's not what children live for their parents. It's what parents work and get ready for the kids to enjoy. When we have the word inheritance, it means that you have access to something that you didn't work for, that your parents work for, and that you can now access it. For instance, if your parents build houses and they pass on, the house or the houses become your inheritance. The properties and assets become your inheritance. So we have inheritance in God. 
And Jesus died for us to enjoy this inheritance. So we have this priceless inheritance. And he said it's kept, not here or not, where to be destroyed and be degraded. He said, kept in heaven for you. So this is a heavenly inheritance. It's not earthly inheritance. Don't get me wrong. I don't mean that it won't function here. It's just heavenly. It's from above. It's not from down here. So it does not suffer change or de decay. And it's pure and undefiled because from God the Father. But he said it's kept in heaven for you. He didn't say it's kept in heaven from you. He said it's kept in heaven for you. This is for you. Not from you. Did you get my point? So we have this vast inheritance in God. This unlimited inheritance in God. We're going to look at what are those inheritance. But remember that inheritance, you don't work for it. It's something made available to you because your parents store it up for your use and for your enjoyment and to make life possible and more exciting for you. So you have inheritance in God. No wonder Paul was talking about this and he used the word heirs in chapter 4 of Galatians. We are going to read it. Listen to this in verse 7. He said, Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Oh, wonderful. So he said, We are no longer a slave. A slave has no inheritance in the house. It becomes part of the inheritance. But now we are God's own children. We are God's own sons and daughters. And since we are God's children, God has made you his heirs. The word heirs means somebody who has been given inheritance. Somebody who has right to the throne, to the family estate. And we are God's children. So we have right to the family estate. Glory to God in the highest. This estate is ours today and we can enjoy it. It's reserved in heaven for us. Think about the queen of England. She's on the throne and she has what they call heirs to the throne. And these heirs, they participate and partake in the vast inheritance of the empire, the British empire. So also our father's kingdom has vast asset and inheritance, vast estate, the universe, and we've been made God's children, and then we are heirs right now. In fact, Paul even said that in Romans chapter 8, we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Let's take a read to that. I think Romans chapter 8, Let's look at verse 16. For he said, reading from NLT, For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, verse 17, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his sufferings. Now, you can hear that. He said, we are God's children. The spirit of God affirms to our heart that we are God's children. And also, since we are his children, we are his heirs, joint heirs with Christ and heirs of God. It's the heirs of God's glory. That's what we are involved with. So you have inheritance. 
Uh, David was prophesying this in Psalm 16, and it's, it's so beautiful there. Let's read some of the things that David said. Uh, listen to this. Chapter 16, book of Psalm, verse 5. Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that is mine. Now listen to this, verse 6. I love this. The land you have given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance. I think the old King James says, we have wonderful heritage. Glory to God. So that's our inheritance. But I would like us to go back to chapter 5, the book of Galatians, before we talk about the stuff that are in our inheritance, I want you to think about this verse that the Bible used. Listen to this in chapter 4. I want to read NLT. Chapter 4, Galatians verse 1. Listen. Think of it this way. If a father dies and leaves an inheritance for his young children, those children are not much better off than slaves until they grow up even though they actually own everything their father had. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? It means that we got to grow. Let me read from New King James Version, that same verse, and let's hear what it has to say. Now, I say that the heir, that's the inheritor, as long as he's a child, does not differ at all from his slave, though he's a master of all. But it's under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. So, for you to really assess your inheritance and experience and enjoy your vast heritage in God, you have to grow up. No, it's already yours. But growing up will afford you the sense of responsibility and you will see the importance the vastness, the usefulness of this inheritance. But first of all, I would like you to see that you have inheritance in God and you are God's heir. Praise God. You have access. It's yours. Vast inheritance of God's great estate, family estate. Uh, I want to close with this thought. and We're going to continue and look at what are the content of our inheritance in the next episode. But remember the prodigal son. The Bible says the father had two sons. And the younger came and said, give me my home. And wonder of all wonders, the father turned around and gave the boy what he asked for. Yeah. Let's read it again. Chapter 15 verse 11. The book of Luke. Then he says, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. Oh, did you hear that? The second son said, Give me the portion that falls to me. Certain portions fall to you. And the father of black, he divided them. God has divided his vast inheritance to us. Now, of course, we should not be like the prodigal son that went to go and waste it. We should be wise and mature sons that will make use of this for the glory of God and for the betterment of his family. That's what we should be using this for. But do you know what? You have portion in God. You have blessings untold. No wonder 
Paul said in chapter 1, verse 3, the book of Ephesians, said, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. We're going to dig into that and find out more about that. So, But right now, you are inheritor. You are God's here. You have inheritance. And your life, after you are born again, should be lived with great expectation for this priceless inheritance reserved in heaven, not from you, but for you, pure and undefiled, that cannot decay or change for the worse. Thank you for listening. We'll go to the next episode when you join us next time. Thank you.